Hey, all you beautiful movie-loving people out there, live from a red carpet somewhere, surrounded by celebrities, this is the Movies America Podcast with Van Ebert, where movie reviews meet cold brews. Van will review your favorite, and maybe not so favorite movies, while enjoying some ice-cold beers and saying cheers. Now let's head into the theater and join our illustrious movie reviewer du jour, who's no doubt got the beer ready to pour, Van Ebert. Hello, everyone. Hey, welcome to Movies America Podcast. Are you ready for mystery? Are you ready for murder? Are you ready for whodunits? Yes, suspects. Intrigue is what we have for you fine folks tonight. As our review tonight will be all about the intrigue that is Death on the Nile. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the newlyweds, Mr. and Mrs. Simon Doyle. You must meet Hercule Poirot. My congratulations, madame. Merci. He's only the greatest detective alive. I suspect you invited me for reasons other than the fun. You had something to hide. We have the Karnak all to ourselves, a chef and enough champagne to fill the Nile. Should have hidden it, shouldn't you? When you have money, no one is ever really your friend. It's too late to change events. It's time to face the consequence. Someone is dead. The crime is murder. I think the fit is about to hit the shan in this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, so before we get into the actual review, hey, let's uh, go ahead and uh, take care of some crucial details, right? So, hey, just want to remind you that this podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many, many other platforms. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna find it all over the place. It's just uh, uh, ubiquitous. See, that's that's my that's my that's my uh, Harvard University word. Not that I went to Harvard, you know, but uh, I'm gonna use that word right there. Ubiquitous. It's everywhere. All right. And on Apple Podcasts, they will let you give it a rating. So please, 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 please. You know, I'm begging you. I'm on my knees. Can't see it, but I'm on my knees, and it's rather embarrassing. But give it a five star rating. And a review, and again, the review doesn't have to be anything long, you know, just, you know, put on there, hey, good job, terrible job, whatever, you know, you have to scroll down to the very bottom of the, all the episodes in Apple Podcasts, and that's where you can give it the rating and the review, so very easy, very easy, so easy, even I can do it, come on. And then also download the episodes as well, if you would, that'd be fantastic, all right? Also, you can find the podcast on MoviesAmerica.com, I'm also on that uh, newfangled thing called social media. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Movies America. If you would like to you know, share anything with me for feeling generous, you want to reach out, you want to contact me, by all means, you can do it there. And you can also check out my posts that I put on Twitter and Instagram. And you know, just yeah, just uh, reach me out there uh, to you know let me know. You know, it's it's kind of like the 
the suggestion box. You know, like you can tell me, like, hey, you know, you got to stop saying this word so much because believe me, <laughs> I'm always on my own butt about that. Like, stop saying this word so much or that word so much. You know, so uh, you know, give me any kind of tips or uh, pointers or anything, any place where you'd want me to improve, or you can, uh, you know, just uh, you know. Shower me with praise. That's cool, too. I'll accept that. Okay? All right? And so, yeah, so that covers all of that right here. Now, I will let you know that I typically I do drink a beer in every episode here, but I am doing this, this fitness program actually called Hard 75. And one of the things that you can't do for 75 days is alcohol. <clears throat> Wrong. No alcohol. You can't have it. That's a no-no. So, I know. i got to discipline myself for 75 days of uh, no alcohol. So, the next few episodes will be beer-free. Uh, but, you know, hey, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I'm sure I will pick up on that after the 75-day. I'll, I'll be on it. I'll be on the beers on day 76. Believe me. <laughs> okay. So, hey, let's get right into... The Death on the Nile review, okay? Yeah, that's, that's you know, the uh, the meat of uh, the episode, right? You know, I want to give you what you want here, you know, because that's what I'm all about. I'm all about audience pleasure, you know? So uh, I want give to you, give you what you came here for. And so Death on the Nile, yeah, it is a the latest adaptation of an Agatha Christie novel. And Agatha Christie is this, you know, very famous... Uh, mystery writer, and she uh, did other uh, novels like uh, Murder on the Orient Express, uh, stuff like The Evil Under the Sun, other other books there. And so this, and, and her main character here, and I always butcher his name, it's spelled like Hercule Poirot, but uh, there was a Hercule Poirot or Hercule Poirot. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, so I'm, I know I'm an ugly American. I, I, I have no culture. I can't uh, pronounce uh, foreign names. I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed. But proud to be an American. All right. But, yeah, so that is the main character. He's the world's greatest detective. You know, I'm sure if you ask Sherlock Holmes, he'd have something different to say about that. But, yeah, this is, uh, this is the world's greatest detective in the world of Agatha Christie and her novels. And Kenneth Branagh is uh, the uh, the established ex- distinguished actor uh, that plays Hercule in this uh, adaptation, this movie adaptation. And he did also as well uh, in the 2017 movie Murder on the Orient Express. And these two movies, Murder on the Orient Express and then this movie, Death on the Nile, yeah, were both directed by uh, Kenneth Branagh. And he's no stranger to... Uh, directing movies, he's he directed plenty of movies there. Um, he directed like the first the first Thor movie, and directed a, a movie adaptation of William Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing back in '93 with Denzel Washington and him and Emma Thompson and Keanu. Back back in '93, so yeah, he's directed a lot of movies, but he you could tell he's definitely got a soft spot, a real passion for Agatha Christie novels, and. Yeah, he, you know, he's gives a really immersive, you know, personable performance as Hercule Poirot uh, in th- these two movies here. I mean, it's like it's 
you know, he, you can tell he really, I mean, he's, like he, he practiced in front of a mirror. He perfected the the accent, you know, you know. And I always thought for the longest time he was French. Well, he's Belgian. Is 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 the character? He's Belgian, not French. And, you know, but from the accent, I could see like how people would think that he was French. But uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, so he's and he's he's. He is a sympathetic character, you know, like a true, uh, you know, down to earth, uh, but but very thorough, very intensive, uh, you know, character, you know, because you have to be to be the world's greatest detective, right? I mean, you can't, you know, nothing gets by him, nothing escapes his get his gaze, and you know, uh, you know, he's, he he basically notices every detail out there, stuff that. You or I would miss, you know, all the time, right? So, but uh, yeah, so I'm not a reader of Agatha Christie, but I do appreciate a good uh, murder mystery movie. I mean, of course, uh, just like anybody else. And yeah, he, I mean, it's it's one thing that I, you know, back to Kenneth Branagh is I noticed with his accent with that character, I was really craving some subtitles. I'll be honest with you. Um, I I don't know, maybe I need to turn on my hearing aid to like a plus 217. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just, there's some of the stuff that I could not understand. It's kind of like when I, when I watch a Christopher Nolan movie, cause Christopher Nolan movies, they're, they're, uh, infamous for the dialogue, you know, not being able to be heard it being very inaudible. And Christopher Nolan, the guy of course did the dark Knight trilogy and tenant and, and uh inception and all those movies he's he's outright said like okay well yeah i i don't concentrate on making the the audio the dialogue audible there i, I you know i I, have to, I sometimes i'd rather overpower it with the exterior noises like jet engines or cars or trains and and the and the booming soundtrack i want to drown out some of the dialogue with that you know so and so it's kind of like that with a with Death on the Nile, where uh, it's it's not really exterior noise. It's it's actually Kenneth Branagh's like really deep accent, and I'm like I found myself having some trouble, like you know, understanding every word that he had to say. So uh, when I when I watch it again, I'll I'll, I'll watch it you know with the subtitles. Now I'm not gonna watch it again because you know I I want to know who who done it, right? I mean, because I've watched it once. Obviously, I know who done it, right? But you know, I think I'll watch it again just to <laughs> see if I could understand all the well to understand all the syllables coming out of Kenneth Branagh's mouth because I'll have uh, the cheat sheet known as subtitles when I watch it. But yeah, so it's a good movie. It's um so just to kind of give you an idea about the plot, uh, so it has to do starts off with kind of a love triangle. There, you got Gal, Gal Gadot. And Army Hammer, and uh, then this uh, newcomer uh, in this movie that I've never seen in any other movies. Uh, her name is Emma Mackey. It's kind of, it's uh, the movie kind of starts off with you know, um, you know, a, a lover's betrayal, and 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 Gal Gadot and Army Hammer are getting married. They're getting and uh, they're they're getting married down in uh, Egypt on the Nile, of course, hence the name of the movie, and. There's some bad blood between uh, Gal Gadot's heiress uh, character and a lot of the guests at the wedding, particularly one character. Um, you know, and when you watch the movie, you'll you'll know which character that is. But uh, 
you know, all the all the people, uh, you know, on the river, uh, on the River Nile with Gal Gadot and Army Hammer, they all seem to have motivations, you know, for murder, you know, and but one in particular stands out, and you'll you'll know who I'm talking about when you watch the movie here. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, it, it, so it, it takes place with. There's the wedding, uh, you know, the rehearsal dinner and the wedding partying, and you know, with Gal Gadot and Army Hammer and all their their guests, and they end up on this big boat, uh, the Karnak, uh, just floating down the Nile, and it's you know just uh, Gal Gadot. She she invites uh, Hercule Poirot, Kenneth Branagh's character, to join them on the boat because uh, they've got some mutual friends and she and she invites them because she's worried about being murdered or her new husband being murdered and so the the plot just you know it it uh, f- basically floats on from there you know it can it continues on from there and obviously from the title of the movie there's some death and you know old uh, Hercule Poirot has a uh, a mystery on his hands and and you know, we've got some names in this movie, uh, you know, as far as the characters go. Uh, you got Annette Benning, uh, Russell Brand, um, you know, obviously you got to Kenneth Branagh, Gal Gadot, and Army Hammer. Um, so you've got one newcomer, um, and I already mentioned her already, is Emma Mackey as a Jacqueline de Belfort. And her, I mean, she. Is a up and coming actress on the scene, I think. I mean, because I, I mean, she did not not with the just her looks because she is extremely beautiful, but just with the underlying sinister kind of um, intensity uh, in her character, like she could snap at any minute. She just kind of had that vibe about her character and 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 made her character very intriguing. And, you know, for all the people that are screaming about, like, Lady Gaga not getting nominated for an Oscar for House of Gucci, well, Emma Mackey, she does a, a much better job, I think, at, at, you know, uh, than Lady Gaga did in House of, House of Gucci of, you know, being this 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 character of questionable morals and kind of sleazy and skeezy and... And you know, just just a bad, just a bad vibe about him. You know, Lady Gaga couldn't hold a candle to Emma Mackey uh, in in Death on the Nile, but you know, so yeah, just check out uh, Emma Mackey in this movie. And uh, she's got a she's got a scene early on in the movie there. Uh, it's a it's a dance scene with her and Army Hammer, and <laughs> there's the the dance sequence, the way that they were dancing. I'm like, whoa, okay, I did not see this coming in a, you know, what I thought was kind of like a snooty, kind of um, uh, uptight, you know, murder mystery movie there. But, uh, you know, hey, I didn't mind it. <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, so, but, you know, it, it did, Kenneth Branagh wanted to add some steam, you know, to to this movie. And, uh, yeah, I had to, I, for a second there, I was kind of wondering, like, I had to double check, like, is this, an R-rated movie, <laughs> so you'll know what I'm talking about when you when you watch the scene. But it, yeah, it, uh, but it, it it proves to be necessary uh, because you know they're trying to establish uh, the passion 
and depth of emotion and an attachment that a, a character has and you know with that dance scene and and uh, actually so and Kenneth Braun is there to see the whole thing and uh, as far as the, the dance scene goes that that kind of lights the fuse on the rest of the movie as far as the emotional uh, stakes and animosities and hostilities uh, that uh, that lead into the rest of the movie, but yeah, it's uh, it's um, the movie in and of itself. You know, it's it's not one where you're going to remember it for very long, if at all, after you leave. Uh, it doesn't really make a, a mental imprint. At least it didn't on me. You know, it's just a, you know a good distraction for a couple of hours, and. It just doesn't have that staying power. Like, you know, another recent murder mystery movie is Knives Out, right? The Ryan Johnson movie with uh, J.B. Lee Curtis and Don Johnson and Christopher Plummer, Ana de Armas, and uh, Chris Evans. So that one came out a couple years ago, and that one actually stuck with me more than this one right here. This That one was more intriguing. So... If you know if you're gonna put uh, Knives Out and Death in the Nile in a Pepsi challenge, to be honest with you, I'll I'll give me Knives Out every you know every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So, yeah, it's but it's a, it's a good distracting movie. Um, you know, it's it's got a lot of the same tropes of most you know classical whodunit murder mystery movies. Uh, it's got you know the you know the side eye glances and the in sne- the in the sneers and the angry characters you know you know each with you know a potential murderous motive and and uh hostility and a mean streak towards uh the main characters and so yeah it definitely keeps you guessing in this movie but yeah it's not anything that you know it's just going to be earth shattering and you know make a home inside your brain afterwards, not by any means whatsoever. So, um, yeah, you know, one thing I liked about the movie is, and this is right at the beginning, is it gives you the origin story behind, you know, why, uh, you know, Hercule Poirot wears his mustache the way he does. It's a flashback to his younger days. And I did find that fascinating. You know, the... It's kind of a the, the setting of the beginning of the movie, the origin story, beginning of the movie. The, the contrast between that and flash forward, you know, twenty five years or whatever, uh, to nineteen thirty seven, because that's the year that this movie, Death and Now, takes place is is in nineteen thirty seven, and yeah, it's just uh, it adds a layer of uh, substance uh, to this movie. And uh, yeah, so that's so at the beginning. It's the beginning of the movies when this origin story, and it just helps also establish, uh, you know, Hercule, Hercule Poirot's um, intelligence, you know, and intellect under fire. So, oh yeah. Got to stay hydrated during this podcast. Got to do it. You know, hey, I don't make the rules. You just got to do it, right? So yeah, it's uh, the music f- to this movie. Um, I you know it's it's it, it's one thing I, I I took notice of. I thought for sure that this soundtrack when I heard it, it kind of had 
kind of the deep baritone bassy kind of uh, overtures like a not like Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer is like a whole nother world as far as like deep, rich, um, you know, substance as far as bass goes. You know, um, that's that's Hans Zimmer. But this this movie had just kind of like yeah, big, you know, thunderous not thunderous bass, you know, but kind of a yeah, a deeper, um, very mysterious. Um, robust bass sound to it there and i thought for sure it was like stephen price uh as the composer stephen price did the music uh for gravity there was sandra bullock and, and george clooney and that was a revolutionary soundtrack he also did the soundtrack to the brad pitt movie uh fury about the brad pitt being uh, a tank driver in world war ii and this soundtrack sounded a lot like stephen price's work in uh, those movies there. Uh, but actually, it's uh, a, a guy named Patrick Doyle that did the soundtrack. And um, I looked him up on IMDb. He hasn't really done much as far as soundtracks on movies. Uh, the only movie he's done a soundtrack uh, for that I recognized was Kenneth Branagh's uh, Much Ado About Nothing movie that he did way back in 1993. But the score is 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 definitely very good for this movie. It, I mean, it uh, it befits the murder mystery uh, style uh, of this movie, the genre of this movie, and I you know I, I did take note. Uh, but yeah, this yeah, this movie it does have. It's not like you know like a you know kind of a, it doesn't have this you know, bouncy, candy corn kind of feel, fluffy kind of, you know, like lighthearted murder mystery feel to it. Um, it, it. It definitely, the soundtrack helps, but it definitely gives, has a lot of depth or has some depth to it. And it's got, um, it, you know, does def, does a good job at, you know, uh, giving you that impending sense of danger and where the stakes are are high, the stakes are significant. And now, one thing I'll, I'll notice, you know, I'll let you know is Death in the Nile. Of course, you know, means that most of the movie is set uh, in Egypt. And there are, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I've got kind of mixed feelings on how they portrayed uh, Egypt because you can tell some of the. Some of the scenes, some of the scenery there in Egypt that they have in the movie is just clearly fake. I mean, it, and I know everyone comes in this movie and you're like, okay, well, yeah, obviously, you know, it's fake. But what I'm talking about is, oh, like, yeah, but how well do they do at hiding the fact that it's fake? And they could have done a better job at the CGI uh, in this movie. And, you know, I think they kind of, I don't know, they kind of you know, kind of half-assed it, you know, kind of phoned it in as far as the, the scenery effects. But, uh, you know, but also the other part of me is like, I do like that they did create kind of this fantastical version of this, you know, of this pyramids and the Sphinx and, you know, the Nile and, you know, showing all the, you know, the crocodiles and all the, the danger that lurks, you know, the cobras and, and, uh, you know, just it just it, it, the fantastical nature of it was kind of intriguing, so it did kind of fit the the movie. But yeah, but th- just from a pure technical standpoint, the this the Egypt scenery, the CGI that they used for that, it it could use some improvement. You know, but um, 
But, you know, it's just, you know, that is what it is. So, yeah, I would definitely check it out. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's a good movie. It's, I you know, I'm not going to, this is not a movie I'm going to, tell you to go rush out to the theater and go go see you can wait till it comes out on streaming yeah it's 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 that kind of movie it, you can wait uh and apparently a lot of people felt the same way because yeah it didn't do that hot at the the box office like murder on the orient express the the first agatha christie movie that kenneth Branagh directed back in 2017 i think that opened up to like 25 something million in its opening weekend this one Open up at twelve point five. Now, obviously, taking into consideration, you know, COVID nineteen and probably the fact that it's Super Bowl weekend plus Valentine's Day didn't really help it. Well, Valentine's Day should have helped it, but you got Super Bowl weekend and and Super Bowl weekend is notoriously terrible for box office. And so, so yeah, it didn't. Uh, not a whole lot of people went and saw that uh, saw this movie, but you know, hey, you know, it's uh, it's. You know, it'll it'll get it probably a better following on uh, streaming there. So, and it's a good good kind of date movie. You know, if you want to Netflix and chill, or just you know, you know, you know, basically just you know, camp out on the couch. You know, with your significant other, and you know, it's a good couples movie. So, yeah, you know, yeah, take take it for what it is, right? So, but uh, yeah, so well, hey, I'm gonna wrap it up here with uh, the death on. Uh, the Nile uh, review. Hopefully, this uh, you know helped you out as far as hey, do I want to watch this movie? Do I not? I don't know. Uh, hopefully, it cleared that right up, and you've made your decision as far as whether you're going to see this Kenneth Branagh movie or not. But uh, yep, as always, I want to remind you that this podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. It's here, it's there, it's on a lot of platforms. I'm on Instagram and and uh, Twitter uh, under Movies America again. And all right, well, hey, let's wrap it up here uh, before anybody gets murdered on this Movies America boat, all right? Okay, everyone have a great one. Bye.